0: Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens, brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls, ADF, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty, and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their banners to visit their websites. And now here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, and John Rush.
1: Back with another week of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all of the guys, John and Roger and Neil, myself, Bob. Hey, guys, how are you? Great, Bob. Good. Always good catching up. Uh, Looking forward to this week. So this week, we're talking about a couple of different things. Uh, We're going to talk about Chick-fil-A and a bunch of controversy surrounding Chick-fil-A right now. And that's right, they're back in the news. And then also in the second half, we're going to talk about the migrant busing and flying and Gavin Newsom in California threatening kidnapping charges against Ron DeSantis. And it's just, it's really ridiculous. But how do we process all of the angst over Texas and Florida busing and flying illegal immigrants to, to these Democrat-run cities and states? So that's going to be the second half. But first, let's talk about the Chick-fil-A thing. Here's what's happening. Uh, you all recall... That back in 2012, Chick Fil A was in the news with some controversy. Now, Chick Fil A, Christian company, or at least a a company run by Christians. Kathy, of course, the founder of Chick Fil A and the patriarch of the of the. Cathy family. And so they wouldn't open on Sundays, which is great. So very, very pro-Christian. And that's why Christians across the country have been huge fans of Chick-fil-A. Then in 2012, you have Dan Cathy, who had taken over the son of Truro Cathy, had taken over as CEO. And this is when the Obergefell decision was coming down to make all 50 states gay marriage states. So Baptist Press was doing an interview with Dan Cathy and asked him, hey, you know, what do you think about gay marriage? And he wasn't mean, he wasn't hateful, and he wasn't even speaking as official corporate policy. He was just talking personally. That's why, you know, I accept marriage as what God says it is in the Bible, one man and one woman. Well, the left went crazy. Hell hath no fury like LGBT community scorned. So they went on a slash-and-burn campaign against Chick-fil-A. The boycotts like crazy. And this lasted for several years to the point that you had college campuses and city councils that were voting to say, no, Chick-fil-A is not allowed to be in our city. It's not allowed to be in our food court, in our mall. And so this is the battle that's been going on. Christians and conservatives have been fighting for Chick-fil-A and aggressively uh, going to Chick-fil-A as well. Plus, they do a great job with their food. But here's the problem. Chick-fil-A has been sliding and going soft a little bit more toward the woke side over the last few years. It's like, all right, let's not be outspoken about this stuff. Then they, in 2019, decided we're going to stop giving and donating to the Salvation Army, and we're going to stop donating to any organizations that are, quote, anti-LGBT. It's like, oh, come on. So you stop giving to the Salvation Army? Now, they haven't gone full-blown, hey, we're rainbow flags and holding a pride parade, but they just seem to be catering more to the woke crowd. If you look in there... If you look in their non-discrimination section, they have included gender expression and gender, uh, whatever, gender identity. And then now, of course, what's caught people's attention is their DEI page, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Using this terminology of the liberal left, which we know diversity, equity, inclusion is nothing more than left-wing code language for pushing the LGBT agenda and pushing critical race theory. And now this is being celebrated by Chick-fil-A. This isn't anything new. This has been happening for the last few years, but it's trending now. And a lot of Christians are starting to notice this and they're getting troubled. And I've had a lot of listeners of mine say, you know what, that's it. I'm done with Chick-fil-A, even though they haven't gone full-blown target, but they seem to be creeping in that direction. So that is kind of a full mouthed, overview of the background of what's going on here with chick-fil-a with that said let's throw it around the table and talk about this anybody who wants to chime in first is this much ado about nothing or are we being hypercritical or is this kind of a troubling thing with chick-fil-a and their brand is going down a couple notches in your minds and in the minds of christians how are you guys looking at it
2: it's nothing new Unfortunately, uh, the Chick-fil-A Foundation has been moving in this direction, I think, as you mentioned, Bob, for quite some time. Um, The Foundation doesn't have a huge footprint in terms of uh, philanthropic stuff. And you consider how many billions of dollars Chick-fil-A makes every year in corporate sales. The Foundation gives out a couple million dollars in grants. But the grants that they have been giving has been shifting. Uh, They've been shifting Mm -hmm. from uh, faith-based organizations to non-faith-based organizations. The fact that Dan, and Dan Cathy, I mean, quite frankly, in 2012, I mean, when all this went down, there was a uh, gay journalist by the name of Shane Windmeyer who was part of like Campus Alert or some gay group. And they actually, they kind of reached out to each other and said, Hey, why don't we should see how we can figure this out. And, and Dan, you know, this guy came out in support of him. He wrote an article in, Forbes and Huffington Post and said, "Hey, look, I've talked to Dan. He's a good guy. We agree to disagree, but you know, he's not—he's you know, really not a bad person." But what? Whoever's handling the foundation—I don't know if this is the Kathy family—but whoever's handling the foundation said, "Hey, look, we're not going to work with the Salvation Army anymore because that's a Christian-based organization. We're going to work with this tiny little rainbow group that helps homeless trans teens." Not taking into consideration that the Salvation Army themselves actually ran at the time the largest. Homeless shelter for runaway transgender teens in the country it was in Las Vegas and it was all right. funded by the Salvation Army. So, why would you take your money away from the Salvation Army under the guise of Christianity and, I know. and, 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 and fuel these smaller groups? It, it didn't make any sense. Be a full disclosure, I stopped eating Chick fil A about five years ago,
1: and, and did
2: you? But largely, it was because of this whole issue where they said, Hey, you know what? Okay, um we're Christian and we're Christian and the gays are attacking us It's like, nah, I mean, you guys aren't quite that way. And I'm again, run your business the way you're going to run it. I don't expect Lindsey Snyder in and out to be a saint either, but at the same time, just be consistent, you know, be who you are, you know, let people know what you're doing. But pl- a lot of people still think of Chick-fil-A as Mike Huckabee calling for Chick-fil-A support day back in 2012. And it's not that company.
1: Yeah. What do you think, John? Uh, no, John it, it, yeah,
3: it's not that company. And I, uh, I mean, frankly, if you're going to Chick-fil-A just because you feel like their values align with yours, you should be going there because you like the product, not because you feel their values are aligned. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's just no offense guys I just think it's stupid to be shopping someplace just because you think their faith is the same as yours because the bottom line is you really don't know what their faith is unless you were to sit down and have a personal conversation with the heads that are running everything you'd have no idea what their actual values are now do I know what chick-fil-a's values are I think it's pretty apparent what chick-fil-a's values are now do they still make some good chicken and do you know do they have great restaurants and do they service people you know very very well do they hire great people do they have great franchisees I mean all of those things of course the answer is yes and frankly, I just wish these companies in general. Maybe this is where we could take this conversation. I just wish, which I wish companies in general would stay out of all of this nonsense they get into and just serve the product people want to buy and quit talking about all
1: this other okay, stuff. Okay, look, here, John, here. but look, uh, let me say something about that, though. Okay, look, I totally agree with you about this, but here's the: I don't know if it's possible to stay out of it at this point, and here's why. Let's pretend the Chick Fil A. Well, first of all. Chick Fil A wasn't discriminating against anybody in 2012. They weren't doing the. They weren't on the DEI bandwagon. They were given a Salvation Army, but they were facing constant attacks from the liberal left and from the LGBT crowd. And during that time, I was like, "Hey, you know what? I want to proactively go to Chick Fil A because I do want to support them because they're at least taking a stand and not caving into the woke crowd. So it's almost like by not caving in, you are kind of getting involved in politics. I don't know how you can actually just completely stay on the sidelines because you're either going to cave into the bullies that are there's demanding that you address that their agenda on, or you're not
3: going to cave there's in there's a lot of companies that stay on the sideline and i train every one of my clients to stay on the sidelines there's areas in business you just don't need to broach and frankly if they had been smart they would have done this all along all right well you, you know, know,
1: know what uh, 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 neil what but, do you uh, what do you think about this
4: Well, i got something to say about it, and I have a question. But first, let me jump into another aspect of this whole thing. Because when you get into DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, you're talking about transgender ideology, all of that stuff. And bottom line is that we've said this before, parents' rights are under attack in America. Now, you may have a choice about whether or not you want to go to Chick-fil-A, but when a school district tells you that this is how we're going to deal with your child and you have nothing to say about it, that's troubling. Um, You know, the good news is ADF who's a faithful partner of the National Crawford Roundtable, I might add, uh, is doing something about it. And I want to just remind listeners that we get to talk about this stuff because of your support uh, for ADF. And when we jump on board and support them, we get an opportunity to address these things on a consistent basis and support the organization that's, that's uh, protecting parents' rights. ADF believes that parents have a fundamental right... To direct the upbringing, the care, and the education of their children, and so do we. And you know, in Florida, just an example: Leon County school officials apparently disagree that um, parents' rights matter, and uh, and began using cross-gender pronouns and a different name for a young female student who was attending schools there. Which, by the way, in itself is a controversial psychotherapeutic intervention. You know, to begin telling a child that she's not who she really is and all of this against her parents wishes and the district plan called literally for the school staff to use they them pronouns when referring to the girl in school but when talking to the parents to call her she her and use the child's actual name they had given her a different name in school thereby I mean utterly deceiving the parents in order to keep them in the dark about what's going on with their daughter at school ADF is fighting the case to preserve the parents constitutionally protected freedom to make the best and literally most loving decisions for their own daughter. But mom and dad, they're actually fighting for you too. They're fighting for all of our rights as parents donate $50, maybe a hundred dollars at Crawford media group.net and click on the ADF banner because in like 60 seconds, you can help preserve parental rights for all Americans. And we must do this or one day it's going to be too late. So I want to encourage you to give today, click on the Alliance defending freedom banner at crawfordmediagroup.net and you know let me just say this real quick um i one question i have that i hope we can talk about at some point is whether or not um chick-fil-a is doing this to appease the gay community not um surrender to the gay community in other words hey we've got an office of diversity equity inclusion and yeah we're going to cut off funding for the salvation army but we're not going full woke because that's not who we are and so hopefully you'll just leave us alone but problem is You know, when the gay community and trans activists get an inch, they want to take a mile. So the whole thing is very troubling. I've got more to say about all that. But, you know, this thing is becoming prevalent, particularly in places like California. Roger, we're oh, yeah. going to talk about oh, yeah. some of that later, but let me throw it to you for a second. Yeah. Well,
2: when it comes to how do you run your business, how do you live out your values and how do you not uh, uh, compromise them as you're doing them? I think of Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial Advisors because you look at the financial products that are available out there and there are so many different opportunities for people to invest their money in things that don't really reflect their values. You can make a good... Return on them, but they don't really reflect their values. And one of the things I respect so much about Dennis is Dennis is unashamedly Christian. He spends as much st- st- time working on community Bible study, which is an organization that he takes into Africa and helps plant churches and 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 raise up pastors in places like the the Western uh, African coast. And the fact that that's what he does with the proceeds from his business and the fact that he's unashamedly Christian about it, does he turn away a lot of business? Yeah, he does, because people will say, hey, I heard you're good. You start talking faith and values and he doesn't back away from it, but he's not really rude and obnoxious about it. And I know a lot of National Crawford Roundtable podcast listeners would benefit from reaching out for that kind of financial advice because it's the money that you're stewarding is from God. It's from God first and foremost. It's a hundred percent his. It's not like we give God his 10%, you know, give him his tip and move on. Every dollar that we have coming into our homes, we have to steward. And Dennis helps you do that with Wilson Financial Advisors, with investments that don't cost you money, that don't lose money, that have good returns, and that actually help other people in terms of the long-term benefits. So 800-696-9970 or click the Wilson Financial Advisors banner at uh, CrawfordMediaGroup.net because it is possible to do this both. But you know, I, one of the things I, I often think about in the Dan Cathy story too and how this ball got rolling, if you will, uh, for Chick-fil-A is the fact that this was an interview he gave, what was it, to the Baptist Press back in 2012. People weren't looking for you know their, their interviews to be poached like that. I mean, I'm sure he thought, this is a pretty safe conversation I can have, not that it's going to go viral and it's going to pull the curtain back even further on how we do business. And it's kind of a precursor and a warning to say, hey, look, I'll let your yes be yes and your no be no, but understand that there are people, I mean, the enemy has grown so much stronger and so much more voracious in the appetite of trying to expose people Um, who have viewpoints that are different from theirs, as we saw here in the People's Republic of California with the the gay lobby that came together. Guys, when the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence went back to the Dodgers and demanded their apology, which they got. We covered this on the air uh, yesterday. uh, They also included uh, people from the City Council of the City of West Hollywood. Now, if you guys know anything about California, West Hollywood is about as far away from Dodger Stadium as I am from you guys right now. I mean, West Hollywood has nothing to do with Dodger Stadium, and yet the mayor of West Hollywood was there, said, telling that scolding the Dodgers and saying, "You will acquiesce. You will bend the knee." And this is where the pink mafia is going right now. So I understand the challenges Chick Fil A is dealing with, but I think the, the question for me is: Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. If you're going to move in this direction, don't keep you know clutching onto your Bible and saying, "We're a Christian company," and they're they're uh, and, and they're attacking us. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. say, yeah. this is the way this is the way we do business. You know, just be upfront about it.
4: Right. One, other, one other aspect, real quick, is just the idea of like, what does this say about Christianity, honestly? Because this kind of goes towards what John was saying earlier. Like, why do we depend on corporations to sort of validate us as Christians? Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't care about these issues, and I'm glad we're talking about it here, but like… I, I remember everybody getting all excited when Bob Dylan came out with, you know, Slow Train Coming and the song You Gotta Serve Somebody, right? Like, um, it was, wow, Bob Dylan's a Christian. Somebody cool is a Christian. That must mean I'm cool. <laughs> uh, you know, and there was Mark Farner and Billy Pollan, who's been hundreds of people along the way. Even Kanye, which we talked about a couple of years ago, was the idea like, wow, look at this, they're Christians. Wow, woohoo! I guess we, we were validated here. But, you know, our our validation ultimately comes from the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and the fact that God demonstrated his love for us. So I don't want to put too much importance on what a company has to say about issues like this because the company doesn't speak for me. Jesus did when he gave his life for me, and I don't want to over-spiritualize it. I think we should you know, pay attention to these things and have some opinions about these things. I also uh, am not a Chick-fil-A guy, and it's not because of any of this, really. I'm not a fast food guy. One time I ate at Chick-fil-A when a guy I was painting a house with said, hey, let's get something to eat and just pulled into the parking lot. Um, So I've only been there one time. I'm a you know, I'm a, I'm a small mom and pop guy. So like maybe maybe people who are, if you're very concerned about it, support the mom and pop shops that don't get into all of this nonsense because corporate America is definitely heading down the wrong road and apparently Chick-fil-A is inching in that direction. It's troubling, but I, I'm not going to lose my Christianity over it.
1: Right. Well, and I would like to think that nobody would. Obviously, if anybody is seeking their validation through some famous person or some corporation that is perceived as Christian friendly, then that person's got a heart problem and they need to get in the word and they need to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ because they're obviously living a very surface kind of Christianity if they would be, uh, in some sense, being validated by some third party who identifies as Christian. But uh As we talk about this Chick-fil-A thing, one of the things I do want to take a moment and ask everybody listening to us on this podcast to do is first of all, we very much appreciate you folks listening to us. You do. Uh, we do. And you know you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, of course. You can also listen on myhopenow.com and watch video of us. We encourage you to follow My Hope Now and your social media places that uh, you may go to. And also, when you listen to this podcast, the second half of the podcast might not play at the same time on your regular radio station. So you may have to go to the website of your radio station, and check out the program guide and see where the second half plays if it happens to be different. Or like I say, just listen to us wherever you listen to your your podcasts. But we also want you to support the sponsors of this podcast. And one of them, of course, is Preborn. And look, we're pro-life. We know that. Most of you listening to us are pro-life. And we praise God that Roe v. Wade was overturned. But remember, women are still getting abortions. And what we need to do is convince that woman to choose life. Well, you know what causes her to choose life more than anything? If she can just see an ultrasound image of her unborn baby. Well, pre-born is the main pro-life group that shows these ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. And those moms choose life almost all the time. And by the way, they end up accepting the Lord most of the time too. So the important thing is for us to pay for these ultrasound images so we can get more babies' lives saved. Here's the money involved. It's $28. That's the average cost, $28 to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life. What I'm asking you to do right now is to give to pre-born. And here's how much you give: $28 times fill in the blank. What is that number? That's how many babies' lives you'll be responsible for saving. How many abortions you'll be responsible for stopping. Is it 10 babies? And that's $280. Is it 100 babies? It's $2,800. How many babies can you save? What is that number? Maybe God's putting a number on your heart. Whatever it is, here's what I'm asking you to do. Go right now to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. That's CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on the pre-born tab and you can give right there. And by the way, 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. So, CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on preborn. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones 24 7. So, you can talk right now to a real life person at 833 850 BABY. Call 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing this. As we talk about Chick-fil-A right now, kind of wind down our discussion in this. John, let me go to you. As As a businessman, and as you were saying, you advise your clients to stay on the sidelines when it comes to the hot topic issues. And I get that. That's smart business. How does, though, a company do that? This is to the point that I was talking about before, okay? That it's the old, you know, blanked if you do and blanked if you don't kind of thing. What does a company do if they say, look, we're we're Christians and these are our values and so we are not going to go woke. We're not going to support the gay pride parade. Our non-discrimination policies are not going to include verbiage like gender identity and gender expression. By not doing those things and by refusing to... Endorse or promote any of the terminology, and, and basically saying no, we're not going to have a DEI page on our. I would argue they're being neutral; they're staying on the sidelines. But we all know the liberal left, and especially the LGBT groups, are going to go after them and target them and try to force them to bake that gay wedding cake. And when they say no, they're not on the sidelines anymore. So, John, how does somebody actually really stay on the sidelines when they're being targeted? And if you don't get off, if you don't get off the bench, and you stick to your guns, then therefore we go on our slash and burn campaign against you.
3: Yeah. And in Chick-fil-A's case, again, a really tough decision when it comes to, and if I was advising them, this would be really tough because they've been known for so many years as being a Christian organization and having that target on their back, if you would. On the same token, would I be advising them now to go completely the opposite and put this DEI nonsense on their on their page and so on. No, I mean, again, if you're going to go down that right. initial path of saying, we're a Christian owned and and ran company, then you better be willing to stand up for that on down the, the line. I kind of feel like with Chick-fil-A, they feel like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that in the first place, let's reverse things because we don't want to tick everybody off because we still want our franchisees to be successful. Okay, yeah, you should have thought about that in the first place before you went down some of these paths because now you can't turn back the clock.
1: Right. True. Well. and I- that that see that's an important point that you make there, and Neil is absolutely right because once you start something, you you cannot undo. The left will not let you undo any road. If you go an inch down a road, that's it. You have to complete it, or we're going to destroy you.
4: Yeah, L- let me say something real quick. I'll try to make this brief, but like. And I don't want to be taken the wrong way here because I think what Chick-fil-A is toying with is really dangerous. There is no going back. Once you've opened the door. Yeah. Okay. So, but on the other hand, shouldn't we care about christian organizations and how they treat people so is it possible i'm just saying is it possible that people inside chick-fil-a say look at we don't want to go all woke here because this isn't who we are we're a christian organization but we do care about all people christ after all died for all people so we want to show some level of sensitivity so we'll put this on our page but we're not gonna start serving rainbow
3: neil though is the dei is
4: total marxism you can't right. go No, there. I get it. It's total I, marxism. I, I get right. it. And I think that's if if their motivation was to simply say we care about serving the people. Then say well, that. Right. Period. Okay, so they made a huge mistake by going down the DEI road if that's their motivation. But I'm just saying in general across the board, I think the Christian community can can support the idea that we as believers want to be sure that we don't just disregard people or mock them because of their stand, but that we're gonna actually care for them. Um, But let me just go back and say, uh, on the issue of, you know, kind of making an idol out of something like Chick-fil-A, which is a Christian organization, woohoo, you know, they're on our team. Um, And then all of a sudden, just decide we're not going to support these organizations anymore because they put up this page Um, i'm not advocating that we do support them i think people have a choice in all of this and they should exercise that choice for sure but the reality is probably the podcast that we're doing right now is supported on you know formats and and use uh, and using technology that is is made by uh, organizations that support this very same kind of stuff so we're going to stop doing the podcast so like at some level christians need to be understanding of the fact that, listen, the world is lost and dying, and we, we've got bigger fish to fry. We need to make disciples. You not. Know, not- the,
3: only, the only thing, Neil, I would say to Chick-fil-A is, if, and I agree with you when you talk about, in fact, as a business owner, I'll take everybody's money. I want your money. I want you to come spend with me. And I love all people, and I love all people's money. And you can't say it quite like that on the website, of course, but <laughs> you can say everything you just said without putting a DEI statement on your website. Right. That's right.
1: You're right. Right, because you're 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 basically using their terminology, using yep. their verbiage. You should not be doing that. DEI does not make. One of the things I've heard from people is, yeah, but why is diversity such a bad thing? And don't we want to be inclusive as Christians? No, the DEI terminology. Is in fact code language for Marxism, that's for right. critical race theory, that's and right. for LGBT and transgenderism. That's that right. is what it's code language for. And so when you use it's code their language verbiage, for the cult those people are a part. That's of. right. When you're exactly so when you're using their verbiage, then what you're doing is you're basically conveying their ideology, and you're giving credibility to their ideology. And that's yep. the problem that I got with Chick Fil A getting involved in the last guy. Stop that. You know, just don't do, just but sell you know chicken. What? I know exactly, but unfortunately, the this is part of the branding mistakes. As as Bud Light is making a huge mistake, has made a huge mistake in Target. And whatever we got to remember with Bud Light, Christians weren't their demographic. That wasn't really their demographic, uh, but they've still been suffering large. Same thing they with still Target,
3: off their demographic.
1: I know, and you know something, Chick Fil A. Christians have been a big part of their mm-hmm. demographic. So Why in the world would you be this stupid? That's right. Okay. That's all right. right. Anyway, in the second half of this, folks, we're going to be talking. About the migrant busing and migrant flying controversies that are happening right now in the country. They've been happening for a while, but we'll talk about that in the second half. And remember, folks, we encourage you if you haven't given to preborn yet, please do that now. All you got to do is go to crawfordmediagroup.net. CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on the pre-born tab and you can give right there. And it's $28 times fill in the blank, whatever number maybe God is laying on your heart. That number would be the amount of abortions that you stop. Because don't forget, it's $28 as the average cost to stop one abortion through ultrasound images. You're paying for the ultrasound images. So how many babies' lives times 28 would you be willing to save? That will be the forever legacy of your family. The back in 2023, you were responsible for saving X number of babies' lives and stopping that number of abortions. Is it worth it? Go to crawfordmediagroup.net right now. Click on the pre-born tab. 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. And yes, you can give over the phone, and the answer to the phone is 24-7. So a real-life person right now is ready to take your call at 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford. Crawford Roundtable when you call. And of course, listen to our podcast. So wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, I mean, you name it, myhopenow.com. You can watch video of us and of course, follow them on social media. And the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast coming up next.
0: This has been a Crawford Media Group production.
1: Continuing the second half of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with Roger Marsh of the bottom line from the People's Republic of California. Neil Boron, Neil Boron live out of Buffalo, New York. John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado. Myself, Bob Duco, the Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. All right, in this second half, we're going to talk about the controversy surrounding... Republican states like Florida and Texas busing and shipping illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, to Democrat states, Democrat-run cities. The Democrats are going crazy over this. They're all angry and upset. You got Gavin Newsom out in California that's threatening to bring kidnapping charges against Ron DeSantis. You have Karine Jean-Pierre this week, White House press secretary, who said this is a, quote, dangerous thing being done. It's putting these cities, uh, putting stress on these cities and putting people's lives at risk. And I think to myself, okay, look, I don't pretend to be a brainiac, but if you have right now thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of illegal immigrants that are flooding across the border and overwhelming border community cities in the United States, and you happen to take a couple of dozen of them out of there and give them a shower, give them some food, some new clothing, put them up in a nice hotel, give them a plane ticket to a wealthier Democrat area, I guess I'm having a hard time understanding, A, how is this putting those people's, quote, lives at risk? And secondly, How is this putting stress on that Democrat-run community by bringing a couple dozen extra people there? What about the stress of the smaller communities that have thousands of people overwhelming them? And if the putting people's lives at risk is you're sending these illegal immigrants into a dangerous area, well, then you're just pretty much admitting Democrat-run cities are dangerous areas. So which is it? You can't have your cake and eat it too. Don't be hypocritical. I know. So John, I mean, what's what's your take about this because the, the, and obviously a little gonna, bit we're going to talk with Roger too cuz we out in California, yeah. Roger's Dodgers, these, you know, they're doing it. But what's your people take are
3: on this? travel no matter what. Anyway, so this you know, this whole theory of well, you're endangering their lives by putting them on airplanes and buses. They're going to get on planes and buses and go places anyways. In fact, I'll tell you right now what I see most of them traveling in. They're much better off in public transportation called a plane or a bus because most of what they'll drive when they get here, for, you know, is far less than what they're traveling in right now so that whole thing with me holds no water whatsoever guys that's just a big stinking excuse now i am i am all for by the way putting these these individuals into the areas where they want them these are the people the policymakers that enjoy an open border to the south fine if you want an open border here you go
1: right okay the only thing that's here's the frustration that i have about this though because yes there's a big part of me that says okay fine let's 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 put them in the Democrat run cities and you guys get what you what you're pushing. But the other part of me that's frustrating about this is you know this John, an open border, this is a Democrat strategy for electoral success in the future. It's not just about producing new Democrat voters 10 years from yeah, now for some kind I of amnesty thing. Yeah, a strategy
3: thing. that's eventually going to backfire on them, Bob. I mean, I know enough of these individuals that have come up here for a quote-unquote better life, and they are coming for a better life. That's really the majority. Yes, there's some bad apples that are coming through the cartel and their dealers and, you know, thugs and so on. I get that. But but there's a vast majority of these individuals that really are good, solid people that are just looking for a better better life. They don't like where they live now. And by the way, I'm not going to fault them for that. If I was in their circumstances, I'd be trying to get through that open border as well. If I was well, you know in some third world country, I'd be doing the same thing.
1: You know what? I, respectfully, I'm going to disagree with you. I do fault them on that, okay? Because there are legal ways they can come into this country. We welcome a million legals into this country every day. Get in line, follow the process, yeah, I mean, right? And if you you're in a disagree, dangerous... Bobby.
3: It's a 10-year process to become a legal citizen. It is okay, a well, scr- then you, now, go, then you go for the process. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving them a pass. We need to to redo completely how we handle immigration, how long it takes to become a citizen. It's a $15,000 investment in 10 years of your life to become a U.S. citizen. It's ridiculous that it takes that long. So if you have a choice of spending 15 grand in 10 years or just walking across the border, if you were them, what would you do?
1: No, now, I, I'm going to follow the rules. I'm gonna follow, no, I'm not going to steal something that's not mine to steal. You uh, know what? Look, there's if a lot. You
3: were in their circumstances, you
1: would look at it differently. Well, I'll tell you what. If I'm struggling financially, uh, I don't have a right to become a squatter in your home, John. I don't have I'm, a right I'm, to come Bob in there and take your food.
3: I am not an open border guy at all. What I'm saying though is, if you were in their circumstances and there was an easy access to the U.S., would you not take it? Of course you would.
1: No, if it's illegal, no. Because you know something. If if I need money and right there's the Brinks truck or right there's some lady's person, she's got a lot of money and she's not looking. Well, hey, you need money and the money's right there. Wouldn't you yeah, take it if it's is, so it's easy? Not the, no, it's, not it's the stealing. Same
3: comparison though, Bob, because we don't. We really. It, it is illegal technically, but what's the punishment if you cross the border? order.
1: Well, there's supposed to be punishment. But there's it's not. supposed to be you get sent back. That, but with- therein lies the problem. There's not. So where's the punishment? Okay, well my point is you're still violating the laws of another country and you don't do that. It's not right to do. And I'm I don't think we ought to with you, and I don't I'm, think we to be rewarding people were by doing their
3: that in circumstances we do the same no, thing. No,
1: you, you and I would not do the same thing. I'm not going to steal something that's not mine. And, and and you're basically stealing the 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 benefits of the United States by coming in here not through the legal process. And I think we have to obey the governing authorities in this case and not take something that doesn't belong to us. And that's what they're now, doing re- now.
3: Really quick, going back to why I think this is going to backfire. Given the fact that I think there's a lot of these individuals that, by the way, I think think a lot like you and I do. They're they're family uh, individuals. They believe strongly in family. They've got values, sure. and maybe their values are a little skewed given what you just said. And I'll I'll give you that. But my where I'm going with this is, I think the Democrats think yes, these are all going to be future voters. I, I think they're wrong in that
1: because I don't think that's a guarantee. All right. I would love it if you're wrong about that. But the reason I think they will be future Democrat voters is because they're coming from countries where they're used to having government dependency. And that's normal life for them. They come to the United States. Government dependency is the Democratic Party. And so I can see them being Democrats. But remember, no matter how they vote, they're increasing the population of Democrat blue states. And electoral college votes are decided based on congressional districts. The number of congressional districts allocated are based on the population of those states. And those Democrat governors include the illegal immigrants in the population of the states. So they set the stage, they're arranging the chess pieces to get more representation in Congress, these blue states, and therefore more electoral college votes for those blue states and more of a head start toward 270. This is a slow, long-term plan that I I do not think is going to backfire on the Democrats. I'd love it if you're right about this, and I will gladly eat crow someday. But I I just, I don't think so. Alright, let's, let's get to Neil and Roger. Actually, uh, Neil, let me start with you here here because maybe you got to come in and throw a bucket of cold water on me and John okay, before, before we throat punch each other. No, but uh, your, your thoughts on that? And look, America is a land of freedom and liberty, and that's great. And John is right that people have a desire to come here. I get that. Uh, I just think they got to do it legally, but uh, we do yeah. have a lot of freedoms and rights, and, and I'm just so thankful we got people like ADF fighting for them.
4: Yeah, and I want to say something about that, but let me just say quickly, I I believe all of us on this podcast for sure are in agreement that we want to see legal immigration because that's what America is. However, and maybe we can talk about it in a minute, but however, then why aren't conservatives, Republicans, others who disagree with what's happening right now at our border? working to get this process changed so that, like John said, it, it goes from 10 years to maybe two or three years, where where we cut the red tape, the bureaucracy and everything else to make sure that this is happening legally. And actually, you know, it's such a hot button issue, particularly with an election coming up in the not too distant future. Um, why don't we like lead the charge on doing it the right way, simply because the only other alternative is that we're seen as not welcoming to people from around the country, which is absurd. It's insane. Uh, and by the way, Gavin Newsom, uh, you probably saw this, was de- de- accusing DeSantis and, and others in Florida who were responsible for the most recent shipment of migrants from Florida over to California of kidnapping these people. <laughs> well, I got something to say about that, but I want to do it in the context of our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. Right now, honestly, we need 40 people listening right now. That means you to click on the ADF banner at net and donate $50. Maybe you can give more, maybe 100 to help protect parental rights because we can all see you know, the radical left aggressively pushing stuff like gender affirming care for kids and the genital mutilation of children, boldly declaring in the process that they know better than parents what kids need. President Biden uh, recently even echoed that idea when he quoted a former teacher saying there's no such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. A remark that honestly reflects dangerous and misguided policies that we now find in states like, for instance, Washington, where so-called gender-affirming care is offered to minors who run away from home. Legislation there permits surgeries to permanently alter the bodies of these children while keeping all of it hidden from parents. California, here we go. Considering a bill right now that would allow officials to take temporary custody of a child, Even if the child's from out of state, talk about kidnapping, right? right? Even if the child's from out of state and it cuts off parents' access to the child in order to pursue gender transition procedures. Are you kidding me? ADF believes parents have a God-given right to direct the upbringing of their children and so do we. And ADF is working diligently to achieve what they call a generational win for parents in the courts, one that would protect and enshrine forever parents' rights as being fundamental. And remember, they do all of this at no cost to the parents and families they serve. God forbid, if this ever happens to your child or one of our grandchildren or something, we're gonna want ADF on our side, which is why we encourage you to give $50, $100, maybe some of you can give a thousand right now. Whatever God lays on your heart, it's simple. It takes less than a minute, 60 seconds to protect parental rights. Click on the ADF banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. That's CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Uh, last thing, let me just say before I throw it to Roger, how is it that we live in a world where we've got you know billions of dollars Uh, To forgive student loans or billions of dollars to reshape the IRS, but we don't have enough money to take care of these people in a legitimate way or to change the system by which immigration operates. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous. And yet, I don't know, our federal government thinks they know how to handle money. Uh, they don't. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that, that's for sure. As evidenced by the fact that everybody's taxes are about to go up because of this huge deficit package that we have now to add more money to the federal debt, and and the the fact that when you look at the uh, the, the the landmark bill that will ultimately reduce the federal debt by what trillion dollars over the next decade, when you know it won't really matter because the world's going to look so different by then. We have to look at where the money's going. It should be going to immigration reform. I mean, there's no question. I mean, the system needs to be streamlined, but it's not. It's it's gonna go into the pockets of special interest groups. And, and we know that that works. I mean, the way American politics works. If the 2024 election goes the way it could potentially with a Democrat redo, then basically we're going to be facing even more taxes. And that's why a call to Dennis Wilson is so important right now, because for Christians, we need to be good stewards with the resources that God's entrusted to us to make sure that we're getting the best return, to make sure that we're paying fair amounts of taxes. But if there are ways to avoid paying tax at all, especially in your retirement years, by all means, do that. And Dennis can help you do that in a God-honoring way uh, that is very, very welcoming of the sojourner. You know, the way we hear often people saying, oh, you know, immigration reform, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, Dennis is a heart for the lost all over the world. And that's where a lot of the proceeds go from Wilson Financial. Um, 800-696-9970. I'm so grateful Dennis is partnering with us here on the National Crawford Roundtable. Uh, you can also click on the banner at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Um, here in the People's Republic of California, we're used to this right now. And Gavin knew- Newsom's uh, posting and and preening around and and clutching his pearls and standing up on the chair and hiking his skirt and saying, help, help, we're being overrun. It's such BS. I mean, I, I don't know how else to describe it. The fact that California has just been a steady pipeline of illegal immigration for years and the California state legislature bends over backwards to accommodate, you can drive, you can vote, you can get all sorts of free tax money. As a matter of fact, guys, you may not be aware of this, but, or maybe you are. There are Spanish language uh, radio stations that operate on the border. Anything that starts with the X, uh, as opposed to a K or a W, is going. It, it's a Mexican station. There's and they're there million watt stations that cover all of Mexico. The U.S. government's been running Spanish language ads for years, saying, "Hey, when you come across the border, here's where you sign up for free money. Here's where you get free housing. Here's where you get free everything." So the U.S. government especially guys like Gavin Newsom and and uh, Hochul and all these other governors just, wait a minute, you know, we, we're being overrun. This is terrible. This is an outrage. This is the same organization that gladly, willingly flies undocumented illegal minors, the unaccompanied minors, all over the country That's for right. court hearings and houses them and things like that. Uh, Newsom thrives on having illegals here. What he doesn't thrive on is the fact that DeSantis is making him look bad. And this is all posturing and posing. The fact that he'd say, I'm going to bring him up on criminal charges for kidnapping is just complete bunk because he welcomes the immigrants he doesn't like the negative attention that's where the where the real problem lies right I'm 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 all for immigration reform and I'm all for legal immigration for crying out loud each of us has family members who came here legally but I'm also all for streamlining I had neighbors years ago when the kids were younger Uh, we all lived in a condo complex and we'd sit out by the pool we had Iranian immigrants that had come to the country their daughters were born here legally it took them 15 years and that requisite, what, fifteen grand or whatever it was, to finally become naturalized citizens. And these were hardworking, college-educated, tax-paying, green-carded American people who finally took, it took 15 years, and I'm thinking, why is it that it takes them 15 years when we have other people who live down the street who paid a coyote $3,000, somebody got smuggled in, and maybe now they've been trafficked for the rest of their lives. It's not a, a fantastic existence. But you have to understand. I mean, Bob, I appreciate your passion, especially saying, hey, it's not right. It's not moral. It's not decent. But if you come to this country and no one told you that that's the way the system works, if they told you here's where you get the free money, if they told you here's how you Western Union cash coming back, if they told you here's where you get the free health care, then quite frankly, why would you do it any other way? We're we're assuming a lot of people who are coming to this country and saying, well, you should be a good, decent. uh, Why? I mean, quite frankly, if we're Disneyland, if, if the president is Santa Claus, if we're handing out monopoly money to anybody who comes in here legally or otherwise, then why wouldn't you want to beat the system?
1: I mean, That's I why we, the, the bad guys. guys here to me are the Democrats that need to be called on the carpet for lying Absolutely. to these people. I agree. And Absolutely. consequently, I agree. because we got to remember something. The Democrats open border policies, and they're lying to people in this way. You know who this is making rich? It's making the drug cartels and the drug yep. dealing yep. industry rich. Yep. We used to have a cop on every corner. Now we got a drug dealer on every corner. Which, by the way, hurts disproportionately people of color in these poor high-crime communities. The coyotes are getting rich, the sex slave trade industry are getting rich, and women and girls are being raped in the process. This is what's happening with open borders. This is blood on the Democrats' hands, and we need to expose this. We're totally funding them
3: billions and billions and billions of dollars into the cartels.
1: That's right, and the drug dealers right now in America are high-fiving each other because their supply is so great right now, yeah, right, right. and and this is, yep. this is the fruit produced from these open borders, and we need to do a better job of communicating to the American public the evil that these Democrats are pushing. This right. open border thing is not a compassionate move, okay? It's leading people off of a cliff, and and, and we need to let, let that be known. By the way, I just got to say something too about the, the outrage that we're hearing from people like Gavin Newsom and others about the, the busing. It's like, guys, this is absolutely fake outrage. And the reason I say it's fake outrage, does anybody remember any kind of Democrats? having a meltdown over Barack Obama's ATEP program. Most people don't even know about his ATEP program. Uh, ATEP stands for Alien Transfer Exit Program. Now this is back in 2010, when Democrats actually cared about securing the border. They were funding border wall until Donald Trump made border wall an issue. Then suddenly borders became evil. We need to build bridges. But before that, Democrats talked about border security. And Barack Obama tried to create a disincentive for people coming over here illegally. So ATEP, Alien Transfer Exit Program is this. You got a family that come over illegally, mom, dad, kids, right? The mom and the kids are sent back over the border dad is put on a plane and flown a thousand miles away down the border to a completely different area of the country. And then his handcuffs are taken off. He's put back over into Mexico in areas that he doesn't know no way for him to find his family. And now you got crying kids and a mom who's trying to find dad and hopefully a thousand miles apart, they can get reunited. Now, Even the Los Angeles Times, when they reported on this, quoted the Obama administration as saying, thanks to this program, we've only had a quarter of the people that we've deported try to come back into the country. Uh, Now, LA Times reported on this, Boston Globe reported on this, but for the most part, the mainstream media wasn't that offended. Can you imagine if Donald Trump took dad away from crying children and flew him a thousand miles away and then put him back over in Mexico as a disincentive? And these Democrats didn't care about that, but now suddenly they care about a a few dozen illegal aliens being dressed up, fed, and taken to Martha's Vineyard or, or uh, Sacramento, I don't buy it. It's fake phony outrage. Don't fall for the feeble Jedi mind tricks. Rant on Well, only.
2: you know, Bob, it's interesting that you bring that up because I'm surprised the Democrats would be so uh, you know, against uh, that type of policy, especially in light of the fact that, I mean, it would never happen like during slavery where you would free dad and leave <laughs> right. mom a slave. I mean, my goodness. That would, who would, whoever would have come up with an idea like that? Oh, I know. I mean, it's ridiculous to think. It, I mean, tongue planted firmly in cheek,
1: of course. It, it is. It really is. It, you know, folks, look, those of you listening to us when we get in these rants, uh, keep in mind we do we do want to remind you that there are tangible things that we can do for all the evils that happen in the world today and abortion is certainly one of them. Don't feel like there's nothing you can do. There is something you can do. You can stop abortions by donating by giving to Preborn. You're paying for ultrasound images for, for expectant moms to see pictures, ultrasound pictures of their baby. And those moms choose life almost all the time when they see those pictures. But somebody's got to pay for the ultrasounds. They don't come free. Well, pre-born is the pro-life group that supplies these ultrasound images in pro-life centers all across the country but somebody's got to pay for the cost of those ultrasound images. $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life. So we're asking everybody listening right now, would you come up with a number in your head? Pray about this. Maybe God is laying a number on your heart. How many babies' lives would you like to be responsible for saving? How many abortions would you like to literally be responsible for stopping? Is it 10 then that's 10 times $28 is $280 one-time gift. Is it a 50? Is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? I don't know what you can afford. Okay, but whatever that number is, it's $28 times fill in the blank. I need you right now to go online to crawfordmediagroup.net. Crawfordmediagroup.net. Click on the pre-born tab and you can give right there. And hey, 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. Nothing for overhead. Media right, CrawfordMediaGroup.net. You're like, well, I want to give over the phone. Okay, they answer the phones 24-7. So you can call right now and talk to a real-life person, 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. Go ahead and give. It's a tax write-off for you. And uh, how many babies' lives would you like to be responsible for saving? That'll be your forever legacy. We appreciate you folks supporting Preborn as you do as we talk about illegal immigration and uh let's continue around the table john i'd love to get your take also and, and certainly neil's take on this uh but uh, john some of your thoughts on what i think is the fake outrage here oh, from the left about this I, the thing about the atep pro- honestly yeah. what if trump did the atep program what would we be hearing uh,
3: thank you bob i mean the reality is like i said earlier you guys just they're just a bunch of hypocrites and it'd be one thing if they were saying, listen, you know, um, you know, we love all these people and we're willing to welcome them and so on. Um, the reality is, you know, we need to make sure that we've got our city dialed in for the services, you know, require blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, at least be honest about what's going on. The reality is none of that's true. They could take as many people, most of these cities could take as many people as they, they want to take it anyways, because they're handing out, you know, as Roger said earlier, they're handing out things right and left anyways. I think it's by the way, I think it's very right for these particular governors in these states to be doing what they're doing, because if they don't, they'll be overrun, and their taxpayers will then be burdened. And by the way, these are taxpayers that don't vote for this. So if you want to be a Democrat governor, and your people vote for you, and they vote for your policies,
4: then great, here's your repercussions.
1: Absolutely. Neil, what's your take on that?
4: I've got so many ideas, I don't even know where to begin. But let me just say, (laughs) one of the things that sticks out about this whole thing, it just smells awful, is... The whole idea that, you know, Gavin Newsom and others, including the executive director of what's called Sacramento Act, it's a, a group that's helping to aid these immigrants in Sacramento, uh, are screaming that these people have been lied to and deceived. They, they have video footage of the people actually praising God, thanking God that they're, they've safely arrived in their destination in Sacramento. And I'm not saying that some people maybe uh, would have discovered along the way that this isn't quite what they imagined when they came to the United States, illegally, I might add, but you know the idea that these people ultimately at some point felt like they could come to america was either because they heard that you get a free scholarship here and everything's free and you don't have to work or because they legitimately cared about finding a better life and felt like i've got something to contribute i can go there and i can make a difference but you know the reality is i don't i think republicans and conservatives need to get off the fence on this and just stop criticizing and start acting like i think there should be a campaign issue not just to keep illegals out but to help legal immigrants get in and shorten, you know, shorten the process. So I think that there's as much as this has all been an obstacle. It really, actually, it represents an opportunity. But the hypocrisy, the lies, the deception is unbelievable, unbelievable. You know, the reality is uh, there's plenty of money in the federal budget to take care or to help take care of these people if we stop funding all these ridiculous programs like canceling student debt and whatever, and uh, and all the COVID relief stuff. Uh, Let's take this issue seriously and use it to our advantage. I think that there's an opportunity.
3: Like, you, like we said earlier, it needs a complete overhaul. I'm, I'm a merit-based system guy, by the way. I think every person mm-hmm. coming in, there needs to be a point-based system and you have to meet a certain amount of points and criteria to be able to come in. If you're just going to come in and suck off the system, no, you're not allowed in. You've got to bring something of value to the table. And, and some of the listeners out there, by the way, guys, would disagree with us on this whole immigration thing and even allowing anyone in. I'm not that guy. I know our birth rate is 1.7, 1.8. We cannot economically survive with our current right. birth rate. We have right. no choice but to have some form of immigration. Now, open borders—the way we're doing it right now—completely, completely wrong. Utter disaster. We cannot go down that path. But do we need right. measured, you know, uh, you know, sensitive, and, and I feel merit-based immigration? Absolutely, we do.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what—I'm still trying to deal with the twilight zone of. Between me and John, me being the hard nosed guy and John being the bleeding heart softy, so uh, uh, so what in the world is going on here? You know, uh, when, 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 John is, when John is saying, when John is saying, Bob, come on, you need a more tender heart, and I'm saying, come on, John, toughen up. You know, it's yeah, something's wrong with the world today. I know, I know. I know. Uh, next thing you know, Neil's going to be telling both of us to toughen up. I mean, what in the world's <laughs> happening here? <right? laughs> so, uh, oh boy, I tell you, it's a great conversation and. Folks, we always appreciate you listening to us. We do. We want you to support our sponsors. Support Dennis Wilson. Support Wilson Financial, okay? Support ADF. Support Preborn. Give to Preborn. Don't forget, if you didn't do it before, a lot of our listeners have. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines, maybe today's the day to get off those sidelines. Give to Preborn. Your forever legacy is going to be stopping abortions. And you can decide how many abortions you want to stop. I mean, you actually get to make that decision. Here's how many babies' lives I actually really want to save. It's $28 per baby. That's what it is. You're paying for ultrasound images to pre-born. So is it five babies, 10 babies, 20 babies, 100 babies, 1,000 babies? It's a one-time gift. Take $28 times fill in the blank. Whatever that number is that God lays on your heart, that's how many abortions you're forever responsible for stopping with that one-time gift. Give to preborn right now. Go to crawfordmediagroup.net, click on the preborn tab. You can give right there, crawfordmediagroup.net, click on preborn. And if you want to give over the phone, they answer the phones too, 24-7. You can call right now, 833-850-BABY, and you'll talk to a real-life person, 833-850-BABY. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We do appreciate you folks always listening to us. Don't forget, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you listen. We welcome your five-star reviews. Thank you for those. If you want to watch video of us, you can do that at myhopenow.com and of course, follow My Hope Now on whatever social media that you go to. Uh, and we always appreciate your time, you folks joining us. We do. And Roger Marsh, the bottom line from the People's Republic of California, John Rush, Rush to Reason out of Denver, Colorado, Neil Boron, Neil Boron Live out of Buffalo, New York. Myself, Bob Duco, The Bob Duco Show out of Detroit. Guys, always good talking to you. Looking forward to next week. Likewise. Likewise. Have a great week, Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. God bless.
0: You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of today's culture through a biblical lens. Brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. ADF, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. And by Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Preborn logo to donate to save babies now. And ADF, defending the First Amendment rights of free speech and religious liberty. Your generous financial support makes it possible for ADF to defend religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, freedom of speech, and marriage and family in America and around the world. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the ADF logo to show your financial support and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on the Wilson Financial Services logo to learn more. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at CrawfordMediaGroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at MyHopeNow.com. Please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app and look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast is ready for you to download. This is a Crawford Media Group production.